Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into teaching and learning methodologies for professionals like you. This episode brought to you by the Comores Company, a different kind of chemistry company. Learn more about Comores at Comores.com. All right. Thank you all for joining us once again. We're hanging out with the great Don Gillis from Comores. Don, how are you, my friend? Really good. Really good, Cliff. So we're going to spend a little bit of time today in teaching the unteachables and diving into the skills of speaking to our audience. And uh, man, Don, this, this is a fun topic and I think we're going to have a good time on this one. I love it. It's near and dear. And as I know it is with you, your, your heart, it just really, uh, it's what drives us all for the passion that we do in, in, in the field and the training and stuff like that. So I'm excited about this. All right. Where are we going to start? Well, I tell you what, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. What I thought I would share today with you is I've seen you teach, you've seen me teach and stuff like that. One of the things that caught my eye on this topic was, you know, for the new for the people who are just getting into training, because I probably like you get a lot of people coming up to me, people that we all know that are thinking about making that jump into yeah. a bigger training position. How'd you get started in those kind of things? <laughs> and I, I, I have found whether what's worked for me is to be a very, very good listener. Yeah, uh, when I go into a that. classroom, I don't know why, but somehow I was blessed. Don't, don't ask me why of being a person that, tries not to come off like the smartest person in the room. I, I just, I cringe sometimes when I've seen people really kind of get defiant and this is the way it is and not right. really open to the ideas because there's so much to learn. I think it's important to, for me anyways, in my experience is to let encourage people to share their knowledge in the classroom. Don't control the vibe. I, when I teach uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, I try to have a conversation more than I do talk to bullet yeah, points. That's I'm exactly not right. I'm not a scripted person. I'm not <laughs> good at that. Um, and as I mentioned to you earlier today, uh, I, there's a lot of times I leave or I'm on the plane or I'm laying in bed that night going, oh, I forgot to oh, mention man. that. But I brought up some <laughs> other things that the, you kind of go where the conversation takes you, if you will. Exactly. And you see what you get a feel of what the interest is. But more, most importantly, what I was really driving at is making them feel comfortable. I often use the phrase, look, I don't, I don't know any of you. I don't know if Joe's refrigeration on this side of the room is, doesn't like, you know, Tim's heating and air over here. I don't know that. I don't know who's the competitors and who likes and dislikes. What I do know is this is, this is a place to learn. And, and I always use the analogy like a sports analogy, basically, or any analogy where you practice through the week and play on the weekends. Oh, sure. This is where we make mistakes. We blow the whistle, do it over again, if you will, because in the heat of the battle, when you're in front of the homeowner or the business owner, that's not the time to be getting on the phone and asking the questions. Put your guard down, you know, swallow your pride. You know, check that at the at the door, if you will, and come here to learn from one another. Today, we are one team. Go team! And I, a lot of times, I start out my training like that, if I remember to say it. As I said, I'm not scripted. 
Man, that's a great uh, great way to start the class. I hadn't really thought about that, but now that you mention that, you know, one of my favorite presenters is Greg Millsap. So I used to work with at Johnstone Supply. Uh, he's just he's an entertaining fella. Just I think most important at at the heart of him, he's a football coach. So I always I always refer to him as Coach Millsaps, and he starts his classes like that. So it makes sense because now that you mention that, I I, re, I can remember sitting in your classes, you know, doing Copeland teardown classes and having that same atmosphere and enjoying that atmosphere. And that makes sense because you were setting it up, you know, like it was a coaching opportunity where you're bringing everyone in for the huddle and then making it real. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Public speaking or public teaching, educator, whatever you're in front of a crowd is one of the toughest things to do. And, and you don't realize it, that you, when you first begin, especially when, as the crowds get larger, you, you have a little anxiety. It's Boy. if you don't have a little anxiety, you're not a lot. You're not. You're not. <laughs> That's right. You're not Something's wrong. Okay. <laughs> you're you're yeah, not being exactly. honest with yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. But on the other hand, what I've learned is human nature is all those people in entering that room, whether it's twenty-five or one hundred and twenty-five people. A lot of times. Op- all the time, they don't know each other either. So no. they're anxious. You can see that at ESCO. They're wondering where to sit. They, do they want to ask a question? They don't want to make a fool of themselves. So there's anxiety in the classroom. So the last thing they want to see is you fail. So the the idea for me is what I've learned from others and, and watching other people speak is to try to bring that anxiety down by saying, hey, this is kind of a safe place. You know what I mean? This is right. a practice field. Right this up front. Is, uh, uh, be look yeah. look if you've got that what you feel is a stupid question i guarantee you there's 15 other people in the room who want to ask the same question the same question <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know right yeah so as, as we're introducing the class we're starting it out making it feel like it's more of a team effort not just a i'm here to speak you're here to listen let's bring everyone in together and bring up some other perspectives bring up you know everyone's viewpoint and experiences um, makes for a quite the unique learning atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I had the opportunity to work with Ty Branneman for a while and he does a good job of that too. It, we were, uh, it, it was enjoyable to see him. And the first time I saw him out in Vegas, I was really impressed, but, and I, I don't know, I don't know if it, I can say it just comes naturally, but it sometimes the best players don't make the best coaches. Sure. And vice versa. Sure. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? And sometimes I, you know, I, I, I don't want to come off like I was the greatest technician, the smartest guy in the field, you know, of everybody or whatever. But for some reason I have had some success teaching and I think it's because uh, people can see I'm sincere and I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I'm always willing to learn. And I think that's once you set that standard in the classroom, like, Hey, nobody's better than anyone else. And, and uh, let's share our experiences here and, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I appreciate nothing more than someone's brutal honesty when I'm saying what not to do. And someone starts <laughs> smiling in the front row and raises their hand. And I go, what's so funny? I'm right. thinking they're laughing at me. And they're going, I just did that. No, I, you know I, I, mean? I can relate. <laughs> I love it. You know, and it's because then you've just brought everybody's shoulder down. They're all going, yeah. God, you know what? Oh, I did wow. that too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Another thing I like to do or, or that, that I've seen a lot of success with a lot of people is, is, is I really like to, uh, along with while you're teaching, it's always nice to have some type of 
product, piece, component, something like that to get away from the, if you're doing a whiteboard or a PowerPoint, whatever, to pass those parts and pieces around. Right. Uh, we're a touchy feely industry. And uh, if you're not tearing down a compressor that day, you know, that's a, gr that's great if you, you can do that, but not all classes are built around that. Some are two, four, six hours or whatever, but at least pass some parts and pieces around so they can touch it because I have found parts and pieces for like, you know, disc, disc uh, for the disc compressors like that, the little puckets. If you put it up on a screen, it almost looks like it's five inches in diameter yeah, exactly. when actually it's about the size of your thumb. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it makes it really blows people minds because not everybody, again, like when I was at Copeland, have the luxury of tearing a compressor down every day like we do. You you take for granted that you're seeing this, and once you pass those things around, you know, or anything like that. I've got a I've got a I've one of those adapters right now. Yesterday I was passing around for the left hand threads. It's going to go on right. the tank. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, okay, it's just an adapter. Now, it's just me, a flared fitting, changing it from left to right. But it's the first time they saw it, you yep. know what I mean? And now they can go have that conversation at sh the shop tomorrow at the coffee machine and go, hey, I was at that class yesterday. They're going to make these adapters for these A2L tanks, you know? So just those kind of things, just just to, just whatever you can do to help educate them a little bit better. I, I think that's that's what brings me joy. when I When I leave that day, if I think that someone got something out of it and, and, and they can utilize something tomorrow when the boots are hit the ground or they can go back to their service manager or the owner, whoever sent them that training said, man, it was really, really good. Then I've done my job. Uh, I mean, I, I would do what I'm doing like you would Cliff for free. For free. I really would. Shh, I need my, I don't need tell my our money. That's right. We still have to put yeah, food on the table, but man, <laughs> <laughs> some days it is hard to believe that we actually get paid to, you know, give back to the industry. That's been so good to oh. us. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so awesome. I get to, you know, run with people like you and, and all the other great instructors. We, we really have a good life and uh, meeting all these other contractors and, and responding to their emails too. I mean, I've responded to probably four emails this week alone, just on a, an article I wrote for, for the, uh, for HVAC school about oil trapping. I mean, they're, yeah. it, it, that, that story was wrote two months ago and they're still coming <laughs> in and I, I just enjoy that, you know, um, the, just teaching, teaching those things and learning those things and showing them what not to do. But yet when you tell them what not to do, here's another thing that I try to pride myself on, or I, I, I pride myself on, I work hard not to do is again, I, I don't like standing up behind a podium and acting like, uh, you're doing it all wrong and I'm right. And here's why, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't want to be that how great thou are person. You know what I mean? So it, it's really, it's, it, you really got to, you know, bring it to, to make yourself human. I always try to actually use myself as an example, you know, of something I did wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many, you know, yesterday I asked him and I did it last week too. How many people have ever released refrigerant, whether it was accidentally or not, you know? And I always get a kick out of when you only about four people raise right. their Nobody hand. Nobody wants to admit it. Like, oh, my right. Lord. Oh, my Lord. But you know what? Once you start laughing, you go, come on. Yeah. You know, everybody starts chuckling and, you know, they, they know, you know, they know. Now, last week I did the same thing in Dallas and uh, almost everybody in the room raised their hand. So mm -hmm. it, it depends where you're at, you know. And again, that could be, are you comfortable with the people in the room, you know, kind sure. of thing. Nice.
you know, you mentioned uh, about having something hands-on. One of the tactics I like to use in a class, I have a bunch of small cutaways, filter dryers, contactors, relays, small pieces. I always try to put one piece on every table. And that way you have something to just fidget with while during the conversation, especially with filter dryers. I always make sure that I have a heat pump filter dryer cut in half. So I've got two pieces with check valves so you can see inside. But then when we take a break, I move them around so that when they come back, mm. there's something different on the table. So there's different pieces in the room, but there's always something happening. So even if they walk away and they've learned something that they didn't know, off topic, like maybe they were sitting there studying this filter dryer and see check valves in between. And then we went, oh, wow, I guess I never really looked at that. So it kind of just goes hand in hand. It just connects some of the visuals with uh, just a little bit of memory retention. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. I, I may steal that. That is really good. Absolutely. It's all these yeah. little things to interact with the actual audience because it's a big change when we go from the field into the classroom. You know, you mentioned earlier, you know, when we go into the classroom, you know, we may have been the best person in the field and we come into the classroom and go, man, I'm going to be a good teacher because I was really good at doing what I do. Now I'm just going to show people what I did. And then all of a sudden it has a completely different feel. We have to learn these new skills. We learn mm -hmm. <laughs> to learn how to communicate to a group of 15 yes. or a group of 50 or a group of 150. And it's not like that one-on-one -on -one conversation we used to have when we were out in the field. It's a whole different playing field whole different playing field and 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 i'm not directing this to anyone i just am sharing what i've learned along the way going back to that sometimes the best players don't make the best coaches in That's sports right. i've seen it many a times sometimes the greatest coaches end up being some of them don't have need to even play football or you know or something like that which is right. always odd to me but they're <laughs> they're they're motivators you know what i mean yeah. and that goes for what we do too i i like you run around with a lot of smart you know uh, people in our industry, but some, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean because they're the smartest people, you know, that I know make the best instructors. It's just a blend of who you are and how comfortable you make people feel in that room. You know what I mean? And you, and, and some people have to work at it and some people don't. I know when I first started with Emerson, my biggest task was overcoming the anxiety of being in front of even 25 people, right. let alone 125, you know? So <laughs> I, I still have them today. And I tell people this, I shared it at HVAC Excellence over dinner with someone that was thinking about getting into training. And I said, you know what I did? I said, I bought four or five, I still have them, CDs, and I would listen to them in my car. And it was about overcoming stage fright. I even bought really? a book that said, you know, uh, instructions or educators for dummies or something like that, or public speaking for dummies, I think it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I did that over and over again to help myself. But um, but also, once you get more comfortable with the topic that you're talking about, obviously, the more comfortable you are with that, you can do it blindfolded in your sleep. You just start rolling with it. And then you see so many questions or hear so many questions and respond to so many questions and get stumped on questions that you then have to go back and research and find the answer for. Yeah. So along the way, you're educating yourself also and then giving that back to the next class. Uh, basically paying it forward like hey i just learned this last week That's and be right. brutally honest about it oh you yeah. know make yourself human make yeah. yourself human hey i did not know that yeah if you, know you don't I mean? know Thanks it share it now don't try yeah. to come up with something <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Be yes. honest yeah. about it yeah. yeah i 
I think people accept you a lot better. I know they, they do. do, at least in my case, they do yeah. when you make yourself more human. It's like, I, I did not know that. Well, I was talking about the safety disc the other day on, uh, the old refer the the existing refrigerant tanks, how they're a disc and how they go off at a right. 130 degrees or higher in your truck. And I mentioned I was in Southern Alabama that, um, that's never happened to me, you know, but that's what it's there for. And then, you know, two guys in the room raised their hand. I said, that one guy said it happens to him, had it happened to him twice in his lifetime. No kidding. Ford is the same way. Got it's hot not enough to actually open the rupture. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, and I, I, I've never had, I've never seen that before, Exactly. but, uh, different worlds. So, you know, you, you learn along the way in the different States, but, uh, yeah. So yeah. The other thing I wanted to share too, that I have learned kind of self-taught myself to do, and everyone's probably doing this, that has been teaching for 30 years or 20 years or, or that's much wiser than I am is the, is I like to, when I first start teaching, breaks are important you know i mean i think sometimes we get into this where you know we need to go two hours or four hours i tell you what i like little one and a half hour breaks to break it up i also like once you're done with a section or two especially if it's an eight hour training or something really long and lengthy or even if it's a four hour training i like putting in even if it's only five questions just little quizzes it could be right. cahoots too up on the screen i love using cahoots i'm a big cahoots fan and i i I love cahoots. It, it gets, because if you got a quiet class in the morning, I guarantee if you whip up cahoots and say, hey, we're going to see what we learned today, and they think it's right. going to be a written test, and they're going, right. oh, no. <laughs> and you start plugging in, and guys' names are popping up. They're like Fuzzy Raccoon and stuff. You know, right. You <laughs> it makes it and, and they're learning, and they're yes. learning, too, you know, and that's really, really cool. And uh, But, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Awesome. Don Gillis, we thank you so much for joining us today and look forward to having you back on plenty more episodes. Thank you so much, Cliff. I deeply appreciate it. Looking forward to the next time.